Good morning, Faith Fellowship. It is so good to see you guys. Man, you guys are so spread out. It's like nice and gapped right here. <laughs> really, it's enough of you. I can just look right here, but that's fine. You just want me to move my head around. That's okay. <laughs> it's good to see you after Christmas. Merry Christmas to those of you I did not personally get a chance to say Merry Christmas to. Um, this is a great morning. Man, it's the morning after our celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ, but it's also Man, just a little bit of a precursor to what you're going to see this coming week in Mission Focus. We have Lucy in the house with us, which is always sweet. Still an honorary member of uh, Faith Fellowship, even though she is fully a member of Living Faith Tampa. But my sister and the Lord, love you. Glad to see you. If you have your Bible, be turning to uh, Matthew 11. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't say X. That's right. Well, we got something different <laughs> this morning. Matthew chapter 11, we'll be looking at verses 25 to 30. Okay. And here's the deal about this and why this is so important to me. As you can see from the slide here, this says, prepare for mission focus. Now, obviously, I'm playing on the whole idea of the two words mission focus and not just the conference, but I'm just saying in preparation period for a mission focus. Okay. And my devotion time this week, man, I, I came across this and it just, it's one of those times you guys know what this is like when you're just in the word and I'm just going, you know, reading, I'm going to take it in. And the Lord said, you better stop right here for just a moment. And I was thinking about all the things that potentially this class in particular is just dealing with this year, this, this month, this season. There, this is challenge. We just heard some of the things that people have lost individuals on Christmas. People are remembering people they have lost. This is our first Christmas without Miss Jenna. I mean, just the, the, the sheer gravity of, on one hand, you celebrate the birth, and on another hand, there's the memory of death. There's the challenge and, and, and difficulty of just, this is a lonely time. Uh, it's, it, you know, the corona's doing its thing. I mean, it's kind of a weird time. Some people are out of work, right? And so it, it just got me to thinking, we have heavy issues, and we may just be working to survive. There's no, we're not even thriving. You're just at a point where you're just trying to make it. I just, Lord, just help me just make it through the day. There's no, there's no real victory. It's like you're, you're, you're working to get it. And so from that, it had me stop here and just pay attention to the fact that in this passage, we will come across something super comforting. And it just simply says this, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Man, I love that. I love that it has double meaning. On one hand, it would mean that obviously for salvation, that if I'm, if I'm lost, the Lord is saying, hey, come unto me. But what if I'm one of his kids? Is, the, is that offer still on the table? Absolutely. And particularly in a time like this, where things may not be going the way you thought they would, would be going. Maybe this year is not ending the way that you thought it would end. 
And the Lord is still saying, come unto me. And so we got to dive in. Let's read the text here. Verse 25 says, at the time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. And here it is. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so here's the goal this morning, is to prepare our hearts and mind biblically for a mission focus. I mean, that is absolutely the thing that I want you to see. And maybe it is that there is some mystery. When you look at this passage, you don't really see that there is still a mission focus. But I'm telling you, it is. See, the summary of this is this is the Gospel of Matthew. This is written to the Jews. You will see both kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven, but you see more of a focus on kingdom of heaven. As we have discussed in this class before, that focus is going to be an earthly kingdom. So you're seeing a lot of things that, that are directly related to Israel having to come to the full realization that this Jesus in front of you is the Messiah. And he missed it. We know that. Okay. We don't have to harp on that. The theme in this particular chapter is one of Jesus. You see him as teacher. You see him as Messiah. You see him as Savior. And it is from the Savior viewpoint that we can find wisdom on preparedness. Because listen, the thing that I want you to totally understand and just be open and honest with God this morning is you need to be prepared to hear what even what you're going to hear after I'm done and you go down to Sam. And then whatever's going to happen for every guest speaker that's going to speak. If you're going to be a part of morning sessions, if you're going to be a part of evening sessions, whether either, either or, there is a preparedness for God's people that needs to be in place in order for you to receive what it is that he has. Doctrinally, we understand that salvation in its simplest form is this. It's a recognition of who he is and who I am. We get that, right? But inspirationally and for the believer, it's the same thing. I always have to remember who he is and who I am. I always. And so let's get into it. Let's look at verse 25 again. It says, at the time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. If I am to be prepared for all that God has for me, it must start with acknowledging his power and being thankful for his wisdom. It's got to start there. You have to come to a point where you acknowledge his power. Listen, it's not good enough just for you to say that you acknowledge that power and then you live like you don't. <laughs> What's the point of just saying it? It's like lip service, like we're tricking God with our devotion by our words. And yet he looks on our heart and we could not be any farther from him. I love that there is a recognition there for that. And then we could see something really critical. We have to start with a place of thankfulness, even in the midst of whatever it is you're dealing with, however difficult it may be. 
Are you thankful? Psalm 95, 2 says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with songs. See, here's the thing that I want you to avoid this mission focus. I do not want you to come here out of obligation. Conferences can very much fall into that category. We put them on, I show up to them, I hear nothing from God. I'm, I'm just, it's, you're just over it. This is mission focus. This is an opportunity to hear something that will change the, my, the very path of my life. Do I think about it on those terms or am I just ready to, oh, I got to serve cookies. I got to make sure to clean. I got to, no, man, listen, I, I have to be focused on the fact that the God of heaven, the God of everything, the God that has taken his focus and put it square on me just to say, I love you. Look at the sacrifice I've made for you. Look at all the things that I have available to you. And that I'm just going to come to go, well, got to clean that bathroom. Got to make sure I just sign up on the list of things to do. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not even grateful. Where's my gratefulness? Where's my thankfulness? Let us come before his presence. The other thing that, like I said before, is let us acknowledge his power. In Deuteronomy 10, 14, it says, Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord thy God's, the earth also, with all that is therein. Is there anything that you are going through that he cannot deal with? According to that verse, the answer is no. I don't care how you feel about it. Listen, you have to stop surrendering to your emotions. I mean, you have to stop it. It is hindering everything. That is not gratefulness. That is not show the Lord that he is preeminent when my emotions have a louder voice than his. I have to acknowledge his power. The other, th this is extremely critical because when my heart is heavy and my mind is distracted, I have to look outside of myself for the answer. I don't know. I don't have it. I don't have to scheme it. I don't have to try to figure it out. There is one who has the answer. I should seek him out. And so listen now, Isaiah 521 says, woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. See, this is a warning against self-reliance. It could be that you've been trying to handle this situation because it's slightly familiar to something else that you may have dealt with that now you have the answer. You did not ask the Lord. You are setting yourself up for an AI Joshua type situation. We've talked about this. There was the great victory that happens at Jericho. And then we have defeat right after. How is that? Oh, I didn't ask the Lord what the answer, what the plan, what, how do you want me to do? How do you want me to deal? What do you want me to say? Or help me to, to just surrender to you. That's how you acknowledge power. You ask him. So when you're thinking about mission focus, the thing is, you're not just listening, you asking. Before you show up, you should be asking, what do you want me to get from this, this year? Lord, it's been hard. Lord, I'm distracted. Lord, I, people around me and my family are, 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 are dying or, or have left. There might be people that you're used to sitting with that have left. And you're thinking about it. 
But are you asking him, what do you have to say? Because why? You are the center of the universe. That's why. Do you feel that way this morning? See, I want you to abandon the idea that you even need to look to others. And yes, you know, as a, as a representative of the leadership team of this church, I very much am into the counsel that you will receive from my fathers that are above me as pastors. But you have a Bible. Read it. <laughs> Ask it questions. The answers are there. Instead of looking to others, I could just take in stock that I have a disposal, at my disposal, the most high God. That's how I look at it. Yes, there are times that I get maybe wrangled up and tangled up and I need to ask my pastors a question about something, but for the most part, the handle is, I'm coming to it with this an approach that says, you have the answer. You know how to deal with where my heart and my mind is at. Lord, fix it. Fix it in your word. You can see just in terms of the passion by which I speak is just, I don't want you to miss this mission focus. Maybe you missed all the ones before, but not this one. If this class is to actually approach and do the things that God is calling us to do collectively and individually, it's going to start with this mission focus. I'm just telling you. I don't know. It's just something about it. Verse 26. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. Let us take note that God's wisdom and knowledge are without question in the mind of Jesus. And in Romans 11, do I have it? Yeah. Romans 11, 33 and 34 says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord or who hath been his counselor? This is why he has to be the chief individual that I go to. Listen, no leader or pastor in this church wants to be the end of your questioning. You go all the way to the Lord. You help, let us show you whether it's D1, D2, LFBI, how to navigate the word of God for yourself. But you are going to have to be able to do that. Because it may be a time that none of the pastors or your Bible study leader or discipler is around. And you will need to know the answer. What will you do? This is a different kind of desperation. See, it's super comfortable and easy in the space and place in which we operate in. But the thing that I want you to get used to is being able to hear and discern for yourself, what does the voice of the Lord sound like? You got to figure that out. Man, do you see the riches of the wisdom? Do you trust it as such? Man, I, I'm telling you, listen, I will, I will just say, you know, Serena and I come from unfortunate situations with which the parents that we both had did not make it in marriage. We have been married longer the first time than they were, both sets. How do you do that? It's not because I'm awesome. It's not because Serena's awesome. I'm begging God, show, I don't know what I'm doing. I have this ring on. Now, what does that mean? The Lord answered. The Lord is answering. The Lord will continue to answer. You see what I mean? He is a constant source. 
I have to revisit that all the, and man, it's just good for me to just constantly do that. I think a little bit, sometimes there's this fear of, of kind of being like, well, obviously the American mindset is definitely anti-desperation. It is seen as weak. It is seen, you know, and so, but the Lord is like, you need to be desperate for me because you don't have the answer. We want to move beyond just acknowledging and saying the right Jesus uh, 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 legalese that we kind of just mentioned and have a heart that actually shows that I honor and uphold his wisdom and knowledge above my own or anybody that I hold in great regard. Key point number two. If I'm, be, if I'm to be prepared for all that God has for me, I must take comfort in his love. I have to take comfort in his love. And you can see that here. There's something really interesting about verse 27. All things are de delivered unto me of my father, and no man knoweth the son but the father. Neither knoweth any man the father save the son, and he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. Listen, this is critical because his heart is for me, and it is held by Jesus. Do you understand that? I can't, I'm not doing anything to earn God's favor. It's settled between the Lord. So I'm basically firmly planted in God's hands. Am I comforted this morning by that fact? I, must, I have to start to kind of ask myself these questions. Why am I so disquieted? Why am I so upset? Why am I so emotional? Why? Because essentially, I'm, the things that I would say if somebody asked me are not true because my actions are telling something else. It is unfortunate for us not to grasp the validation of Jesus by the Father God. Listen, this is why it's unfortunate, because if you don't value the fact that God himself said that I have given him all things and that you are in his hands, then essentially you own like sandy ground. If God himself will not honor that, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So now it starts to it starts to challenge the foundation of where my head is at. On these issues that I think, man, I'm, I'm cooked. I'm, it's over for me. How is it ever a loss for you if you've already called on the name of Jesus? If the Lord took your life, it's a win. If the Lord brings you through, it's a win. For you, it's a win. So that's why you have to start looking at the details. Why am I going through this? Oh, there's something I need to learn. There's something I need to communicate. Maybe the Lord is just trying to Rattle the cage a bit because I've gotten off and I'm, I've gotten out of sight of desperation. I've just gone into autopilot because I know the right things to say. Don't think the Lord won't do that sometimes. Just rattle your cage a little so you can go, hey, Lord, whoa, <laughs> I need some help. It's equally unfortunate not to grasp the validation that we have in Jesus. And I love this in Ephesians 1. 15 through 19, and it really, because it's, it's not, the whole thing is a sentence. This is one of them. Paul sometimes writes long sentences. This is one of them. It actually goes to verse 23, but we're going to just read the 19. Listen, it says this, 
Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes, listen, of your understanding, being enlightened. How? That you may know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power. That's like a yeehaw. I'm not even cowboy. That's a yeehaw verse. Yeehaw. Right? I mean, we can do anything. If the Lord said, tackle that building. Yes, I can do it. Because that verse says so. See, listen, man, I there has to be a point in your life where you just get tired of it's always struggle and you always don't handle it right emotionally and you always just don't. You need the Lord to remind you that you're victorious. You could just stand in it. That's what we see in Paul do. He just stands in it. I want to see that for Faith Fellowship. I want to see that for this church. I want to see that so that when we are listening to the preaching that's going to come to us on Mission Focus, that we're like, man, I'm standing victory. And I'm not necessarily just, not that I'm not counting the cost, but I'm not going to let fear stop me from moving forward to maybe be a part of this missions team that's going to go out and come to Tampa or Boston or go to Vietnam or go to Dallas or wherever it is that the Lord is maybe calling you. That you wouldn't just, man, it's not okay for you to not move forward in faith. It's not okay. You're making a statement about the Lord that he is incapable despite your weakness. That is not true. It's not true. So let me, let me put this in, in the context, all these things. we Acknowledging his power, being thankful for his wisdom, and being comforted by his love automatically starts to diminish the gravity of the circumstances that you are currently in. Why? Because you change the focus from you to him. That's the whole point. You have to shift the focus from, from you and your failings and how you don't measure up and whatever thing you're worried about to Lord, but you are capable. You are powerful. You have the answer. Then I don't listen to those circumstances so much. And then I can have true joy in this time that's the celebration of his birth because without his birth, I don't get any of this. You see what I'm saying? It makes Christmas have more weight than just trees and presents and gift cards and things that will be returned tomorrow well today <laughs> right man we listen i'm expecting god to speak this mission focus loudly to the whole congregation to the whole living faith family and listen, if you were thinking about not tuning in, I'm praying, I'm, I beg the Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray that, that people would tune in, that you would show up. If you know you need to show, be here, because you know how it is. You can get distracted, the cat's gonna knock the milk over, and then the dog's gonna be constantly barking, and all of that stuff. So if you need to get out of your house for them animals, come here, be with us. And let's see what God has. I, man, listen, I know it's tough. 
I know that somebody is maybe asking you to, to help with this thing or do this thing. And listen, the answer is, I, I can't right now, but hey, maybe you should come to Mission Focus with me. That person that's in that bed, there is nothing you can do at this point but pray. But you need to get equipped in terms of hearing whatever it is that God is going to say. Because maybe when you see them again, that you will be so fired up, you're going to enliven them a bit by sharing with, hey, man, I was at Mission Focus the other day. This is what I heard. Join me in prayer about this thing. Do you understand that that gives life to people who don't even know who Jesus is? Just when they see your excitement. But if you just, oh, well, we got conference time. And that's kind of a weird time to have a conference. And it's family time. You should be, yeah, our church does it. Is God there at that conference? Clearly not. Something else that's critical to this argument here is in 1 John 5, 19, 20. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that the son of God has come, hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And thank you, Lord. And we are in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Incredible verse. You're in him. You belong to him. He belongs to you. That, that whole connection that he was making about the father and not, not knowing the father except by the son and the son by the father. And now it's like, and that you can keep going. And me, because you only know me by Jesus Christ. That should be the truth of the thing. You see what I'm saying? That's the connection. That's victory. That's not what I like to call payday loan Christianity. Well, you have to keep revisiting. It's just struggle city all the time. You just need, I just need, Lord, just help me out a little bit. And then I, I come back to you. Never really resolved. You just dig a bigger hole when you do that. If you don't pay any loan, stop, don't do that. Don't do that. This year, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Everything that you're doing needs to be gone, gone through the lens of, is he on high and all powerful? Even your budget should reflect that. Stop setting yourself up for failure and then the Lord like, you know, rescue me again, Lord. I'm, man, listen, you have much greater things to accomplish. Greater works than these ye shall do. Have you seen that? That was not just making sure that your checkbook was balanced. That's easy. Listen, man, I, I love you. And yes, I'm fired up. <laughs> But it's because I've never lost by just giving it all to the Lord. Never. Not one time. Now, whoever I had to give up, whoever I had to stop dating, whatever, anything, someplace I had to stop going, some job I didn't take, whatever it is, whatever it is, whoever it is, throw it out. If it's in the way of the focus that you could potentially have by just coming here ready. Lord, I am ready. Pen open, book open, pen in my hand. I'm ready. What do you have for me? This is what, excuse me, I pray happens. Once we have a shifted focus, and we talked about that, right? 
We talked about how those other key points kind of lead up to this one. Now, listen, here's the deal. In verse 28, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And key point number three is this. A shifted focus is no good without a right walk. Who cares? You shifted your focus. If your walk don't match that focus, it's for naught. Just because you have put your eye on the Lord, because then what happens is, is you still in sin are trying to make your approach to him? Man, come on. Let us find great peace in the fact that we have somewhere to go. Man, we have the Lord that we can come to. And this is going to set us up later. We're going to have a little time in, in prayer. But in John 6, 37, it says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. There is a promise of eternal security, guys, that is just so great right there. And it can fly under the radar. But again, it's just another position for you to stand in of victory. This year coming with everything that you have had to face and loss can still be a year of victory by the Lord's standards, not yours. If you don't listen, here's the thing I want you to be concerned with and why I want you to really question what is your motivation for coming in this year's mission focus? Because here's why. If you don't engage with the Lord, you run the, misc, the risk of missing out on his promises. I, if you don't listen to me, I will say it again. If you don't engage with the Lord, you run the risk of missing out on his promises. The Lord perfectly drew up this scenario, this circumstance, this thing you have going on in your life in order for you to come to him. If you, out of the hardness of your heart, refuse to do it because you think that he owes you something, you miss out on promises far greater than just the uh, resolution of that issue. You want the greater. You have to want the greater. Listen, Hebrews 4.1 says this, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. I, listen, I don't want to come, wait a minute, I could, there's a potential I could come short of anything that you have to give me? I don't want that. Listen. Key point number four. A right focus plus a right walk equals a mission focus. A right walk, excuse me, a right focus plus a right walk equals a mission focus. Look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Don't miss the fact that it's Jesus' yoke. He said my yoke, right? It's his work. You get that. Now notice what happens here. He has taken ownership of the work initially. 
But then what, is, what happens is there's a transfer. You see that? John 15, 10 says this. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Oh, wait a minute. You just made a connection for me, Lord. Your work must become my work. That's a mission focus. Because now what am I doing? What's the work? Investment in the souls of men. That's the work. So in mission focus, we're not going to talk about Habitat for Humanity type stuff. All, that's good. We're not going to talk about United Way type stuff. That's good. We're not going to talk about feeding the homeless on holidays with our families and taking photos with the homeless, make ourselves feel good. That's good. But that's not the mission. The mission is the gospel. The mission is discipleship. The mission is equipping leaders in those places to establish churches that will do the same. That's the mission. That's the work. And so, listen, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments. I, there's, a, there's a connection that we made already between the father, the son, and us. And then it's the same thing, the father, the son, and us in terms of the work. Man, God the father, hey, son, Jesus, this is the work. Jesus says, hey, this is the work. Did you pick it up? Did you pick up whatever it is that he said in front of you? This is your part of it. That doesn't mean that you have to be pastor. It doesn't mean that you don't have to be. The thing is, is that you want to start asking yourself these questions when you come to Mission Focus. Again, who cares where you're going to sit? You just need to be in the building to hear the truth from God for yourself. Listen, man. Our lives will reveal who our teacher is. First John 2, 6 says, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll just let that marinate, <laughs> right? You just, the chicken will receive the marination. <laughs> and so chickens, just let that one wash over you. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. I'm just saying. And so key point number five, a mission focus is a necessary burden for biblical rest. So maybe this is the year, this is the part of the year. Now you looking to rest. You looking to just kick back, get your feet up. I got up, man. Okay, Lord, it's been a rough year. But listen, don't miss this fact. Work provides a better rest. I can tell you what, I slept very good when I was in iron work. Because <laughs> I was dog tired when I got home. And when you have a job like that, you're going to be up, dog tired, physical, like, man, you getting after it. Boy, yeah, you have no problem sleeping, no matter where you sleep. And so there's some truth to this as well. Hebrews 4, 9 through 11. There remained, therefore, a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his wealth, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from him, from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And so, listen, here's the, let's just get to 
the conclusion now. And I'll just rest it on this slide right here. Second Corinthians, um, Justin, if this happens to move forward, just leave it here. Listen to this. Here's this. Our weakness, troubles, and circumstances can either engage me or disengage me. Which will it be for you this year? Which will it be? You can either be engaged or you cannot be. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, And he said unto him, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Why? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That is your position. And now, Justin, will you go to the next slide, brother? I want you to take a picture of this, uh, these points of prayer here. Because I want, listen, I don't want you to not come to mission focus, not prepared. See, the first thing that you need to do is come to the Lord thankful and prepared to glorify his name first and foremost. Then the next thing you need to do perhaps is confess or cry out. Maybe there's some hard heartedness that you need to confess before him, or you just need to cry out like, ow, this hurts. The circumstances of my life, this hurts. Ask for the wisdom in these situations that are troubling, but listen, be prepared to yield to the instruction. Ask for instruction on, or, or a burden from mission focus. Be specific to the Lord. Lord, what would you have me learn from this? And then lastly, pray that the Spirit would speak throughout the conference. There are morning, there are evening sessions. And so listen, if you haven't signed up, I pray this morning that you heard me. Stop just giving the Lord lip service and actually acknowledge him properly. Show him by your actions that you will be devoted, even just in your preparedness to come and listen and receive what it is that he has to give. I pray this morning that you value that the right way, the biblical way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much. Um, for today, Lord, and I just pray that uh, these great people, this flock, Lord, would just consider uh, our words this morning and that, uh, Lord, they would be prepared for mission focus, to have a mission focus going forward, that, Lord, that there, we would all be coming to you asking, what do you have for us? What do you want us to learn or to get from this? Lord, I, I do ask that these situations that we have going on that are, are challenging and difficult and distracting, that, Lord, that you would settle them or at least just give us peace as we walk through them. But, Lord, I pray that nothing derails uh, our focus from being on you, that, Lord, an anticipation that our time in the word will be sweet and good and that when, it's, when uh, Wednesday comes around and the first day of mission focus happens, that, Lord, we are primed and ready. Lord, speak to your people. I'm begging you. Use these, these men that are going to minister to us this week. Lord, I pray your blessing be upon them. Um, Lord, I pray that this will have an impact. Let this be a flag down in the, in the ground uh, in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.